Let us take a rest from stressful occurrences and bad world news and just reminisce about the happier, simple past. After a while, one realizes that everything in life is timing. Case in point, my two lifelong girlfriends and I planned to go to a party one Saturday night in 1936. I decided not to go, and I told them to go without me. I was worrying then a lot about my dad's failing health, but they coaxed me to go, and I did. That party shaped my life. I met the young man, fleetingly, who was to become my husband, the father of my three children, and the love of my life for 58 years. If I had stayed home that Saturday night, we never would have met, and what a loss that would have been for us. And Louis, Regina, and M.Z. never would have happened. Clearly, important life moments happen in unplanned times. During World War II, my husband Barry served in the Navy. Right after our country conquered Germany, his group was ordered to San Francisco for several days in 1945 while en route to Japan. And as luck would have it, VJ Day happened then. So this Navy contingent was not sent to Japan after all. See, the unplanned good timing? My husband and his group remained in San Francisco for one year until they were released from the Navy, during which time he discovered how beautiful California was and decided that we should try to live here. And that was a good thought, because we didn't want to remain in New York, and the timing made California an option. This waxing sentimental must end for the time being. I'll have part two of this commentary next week. Thanks for listening. For KSCO, this is Kay Swirling. Okay, we are about to embark upon hour number two of the KSCO Saturday special. Get your dialing fingers ready, 479-1080. I'm sorry, baby, but I really gotta go to KSCO Radio. Bye. And uh, before we get uh, go back to the phone lines, I want to thank our sponsor of the, of the uh, KFCO Saturday Special. That would be the California Grill in Freedom, California, with all the organic food you can stuff into your face. <laughs> that, that's sort of like that's a little crass way of saying it, but no, 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 no. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. You've heard me talk about it before. I go there. Very frequently, sometimes right after the Saturday special. Not sure I'm going to make it there today, but you should because the California Grill has the absolute best quality food that's organic. That that which comes out of the ground is organic. 
and I guess they have organically grown beef and everything else too. But we know that what comes out of the ground is organic because the farm that produces it is owned by the owner of the restaurant. Pretty cool, huh? Anyhow, California Grill is located at the corner of Airport Boulevard and Freedom Boulevard in the Freedom Center Shopping Center. And uh, when you go in, uh, I want you to tell them that you are there because MZ sent you, MZ from KSCO. And be sure to thank them for um, the uh, uh, sponsoring the Saturday special. Because without the California Grill, there would be no more Saturday special. What do you think about that, Justin? That that would be terrible. Yeah. So, um, and and I I hope they don't get I just I hope they don't get tired of of sponsoring the Saturday special. Because if they do, it, it's going to go away. It's, well, a, it's as simple as that. Thank you, California Grill. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's see. Uh, Brandon in Hollister. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. Dick in Santa Cruz, because Dick in Santa Cruz has been waiting much longer than Brandon in uh, Hollister. Haven't hey, you, uh, Haven't you, Dick? Yeah, I'm, I'll always wait for you guys. Um, yeah, this, this is an interesting topic. I, you know, it's, it, it's very interesting how the liberals, the media, the Democrats are twisting themselves into pretzels to become war hawks now. I mean, if you read the uh, opinion pieces in the paper, it's almost laughable. That, I mean, and, and some of the logic, uh, I mean, the, um, the attack, uh, well, I, I guess to put the two things together that I just recently heard was um, um, you, should, uh, you should attack strategically. And, um, and, you know, it's understood that it's going to be a, a quick and uh, predictable, um, which is really humorous, a predictable outcome. Because you can, it's easy to start war, but you can, you know, it's very hard to stop it. And you can't predict which way it's going to twist and turn and if we're going to meet the Russians in the middle of the water and stop them with a, you know, or as far as that's concerned, you know, to, to link or to go to attack the uh, Syrians, uh, you know, a, a sovereign nation that's having a civil war. They've been having it basically over in the Middle East for a thousand years between the Shiites and Sunnis. To go over there and punish the U.S. because we originally sold the gas to somebody, uh, you know, years and years ago. Um, that's such an absurd policy, uh, foreign policy. Um, and I also wanted to just say a couple things. The strategic nature of this war uh, and why we're going to this war versus the why we went into Iraq or Afghanistan or Libya, I mean, this one is really crazy. Uh, the Iraqi trucks were lined up with WMBs. They were, they were 10 days before we went into Iraq. They had satellite pictures of lines and lines of trucks going into Syria. So... And now all of a sudden, you know, we're we're changing uh, and going to be totally hawkish, like Barbara Boxer and all of them. And you know, when you got a Democratic president and he's spending money like a drunken sailor, 
He's double. He's going to double the deficit to the country, and the economy hasn't come back. The only way you're going to save the dollar, since we're printing so many dollars, is you attack. Your foreign policy is, and your 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 level of 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 um, superpower is not economic. You have to lean more and more on your armed forces, and that's the only way. And that's why they're doing it. And they don't talk about it, but that's one reason they're doing it. And if they do this, I mean, let's face it, um, we could be attacked. There's lots of sleeper cells. Uh, maybe they know about a lot of them, but there's probably plenty more in this country. And if this was all planned out by the other side, which is the al-Qaeda side, which we will be you know, bombing for or whatever we're going to do, that they could they could plan to hit wake up these sleeper cells and before you know it we're going to have a full-fledged boots on the ground everything going in the middle east and it's world war you know so we'll be played like a dummy and that's that's all i have to say <laughs> okay uh, appreciate uh, that you said it here on am 1080 ksco dick in santa cruz thanks for your call um, let's see uh, who's next here. It looks like now, of course, we got to put Brandon and Hollister on. I got to make sure we get him on here. Brandon, welcome to KSCO. Thanks Hello. for waiting. Hello, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah, I want to chime in on this serious thing too. Um, so some things. I've been researching this for a while. I've been watching this thing for a while. Um, funny enough, a lot of this Syria flare-up, if you will, happened around 2011, and that was shortly after the time the Assad government, uh, or regime, whatever you want to call it, signed an agreement with the Iranian government and the Iraqi government to spend $10 million initially to build a pipeline to get that gigantic natural liquid natural gas oil field that they have in Iran up through Syria so that they can sell it to other end users um, in European countries and the other way into Asia. So um, <clears throat> that's part of it. Another part of the same oil field that spans out to the Mediterranean goes through into part of the Qatari, you know, the Qatar, the country Qatar, left right next to Saudi Arabia. They have access to, to part of that oil field as well, they've claimed. They, of course, want to build a pipeline as well. Um, I think they want to tie into the Nabucco pipeline that's coming down from Europe that's proposed to run through the region. Uh, Saudi Arabia has blocked this, of course, so Qatar went to Syria, and they, they talked, and then Syria said, yeah, yeah, right, not the right price, and so that they started sending in mercenaries. They spend $100 a day. They give, they give these mercenaries $100 a day in the Kalashnikov to go in and create all this civil war, right? They spent, the Qatar has spent $5 billion on this civil war in Syria. Um, so you have Iran, you have Iraq, uh, you have the Qatari region, and then you also have a little bit of that oil field expands out into part of the Mediterranean that is in Israeli national waters, and they started harboring this, this hope to be some sort of a, an energy superpower, which they are not, never have been, but now if they have access to this oil field, they need to get it out. So there's another, there's just too many reasons, and they've teamed up with a U.S. company called Nobel Energy to build a proposed pipeline as well. So there's just, and then of course you got the Russian South Stream pipeline coming down through there. That Syria has been good friends with Russia. They get a base there since the 1970s, and Syria has blocked essentially any pipeline since then 
from any of the Western powers, so Russia has made a lot of money off of Europe selling them that gas. So, I mean, there's just too many interests when it comes to liquid natural gas in that area as well, and I don't really hear anybody speaking about that, and I believe that plays a bigger role than uh, any of this other crap. I, I think that's a good point, too, is, like, what are we really after? You know, what, what's the reason our government is, is so eager to jump in there? And is it possible that um, Iraq and Afghanistan were – that we went into Iraq and Afghanistan to open up uh, all these other countries that have natural resources that we want to tap into, you know? And, and needless to say, China and Russia are looking at these other countries, too, like they want a piece of the pie. I mean, when Bingo. it – you know, I think, and 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 that's why we're we're butting heads with Russia over this whole conflict. I believe that, yeah. You know, and I just don't. I don't believe my government official story anymore. I mean, they've lied to me too many times. I, they keep telling us these things, and they go back and they retract it. And Obama with this red line thing, and no, I didn't say a red line. Yeah, we got you on tape instead. And then you just can't ever take responsibility for anything. That seems to be the status quo. Uh, just pervasive through the federal government. They just they, they if something if a scandal happens, then they rush somebody out of there that was in charge, and then they, that person goes into hiding, like Syria, like uh, during Benghazi, Hillary Clinton just disappeared for a while, and then they they make up these stories, and it, oh, it's all about a film, and it's like, I just you know I just don't believe them anymore, um, and I just I believe that there's six there's six at least six different. Uh, quote-unquote rebel factions moving throughout Syria. Some of them are mercenaries, some of the free Syrian army, some of them are secular, some of them are extremists. There is the Western powers in Qatar, all these people together with all their funding, sending these mercenaries have created hell on earth in Syria. Okay? So I've got a and question they, for all of you, or for both of you, for, for all of you, for everybody who's, who's listening. Um, you know, so it's, it's pretty well understood and agreed that the that that the people in charge are pretty corrupt, yeah, I mean agreed. Justin is he's he's sort of nodding yes. What's the matter, Justin? Is it? I I think everybody is starting to understand that. I don't oh. know if I want to be the one to say it on the radio or not. But Why? Uh... <laughs> oh, because you have you you have you're scared that that the government might stop taking might, might take care of you even less than they have been is that what you're concerned about well I, you know what that's funny too because uh i had actually had a government official call me um i i i got upset about my situation with the va and i made a, a statement to the lady who was on the phone that refused to help me and i had a government agent call me back and say that we will cut you off completely you know if you want to complain he's like look i'm a veteran too you need to suck it up and uh, it's like, well, I'm dying, and it's because of the VA. So what's wrong with me um, telling them that they need to do their job? Otherwise, I'm going to come down there and make them do their job. Um, and he said, if what, you ever – What does that mean? Well, what, what did that mean? Because uh, that yeah, could be – that's pretty <laughs> – I had a near-death experience that was caused by a mistake that they made, and um, I was pretty upset when I recovered. I was pretty upset because – uh, no one would take responsibility for it, just like no one in our government's willing to take responsibility for any of this, uh, any of these issues that we've been discussing today. Um, and they put it back on me, and they told me if you want to keep complaining, we'll just cut your medicine supply off, and we'll let you, you, you know, we'll let the diabetes ravage you. Wow. So either shut your mouth or and and take what we give you, or so so 
that being said, I'm surprised you accepted my invitation to be here today on the radio. I'm surprised that you have accepted my invitation for you to host shows occasionally on the radio. Well, I, I look at it like uh, I swore an oath to never leave a fallen comrade. And if uh, some of these some of these radio shows that I've been on with you uh, can help keep some of my buddies from having to go back into combat, then then uh, I know they they're eager to go into combat. To be honest with you, they love they love what they do, and I used to love being an army ranger as well. Um, but uh, I would like to help them any way I can. So you said something very dramatic a minute ago. You said I'm dying. Now this was a sort of a flashback to something that you were saying to some. You know, a VA person on the telephone, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. What What do you mean by I'm dying? What does that mean? Well, before I started longevity, my diabetes was uh, my diabetes is so severe. It's like my doctors, I'll hear them talking about me when I'm like laid up in the hospital bed, and they can't decide what type of a diabetic I am, even though I've been a diabetic for eight years, and I've heard them saying that I'm a type three diabetic. And there's no such thing. It's never been diagnosed, but because of the type of diabetes I have, it's not type 1 and it's not type 2. It's both, and so that makes it type 3. And uh, and so that's what the VA, the Stanford VA doctors, uh, I've heard them like talking about me outside my the door of my hospital room when I was in uh, intensive care several times, and they're like whispering to each other, he's a type 3, he's a type 3. And it's odd because I've never heard of that until I heard them saying it behind my back, you know. But did did you ever hear anybody say you're dying? Well, I guess we're all dying, you know, but I mean. But but I'm 30 years old and, you know, and they've made several mistakes that uh, put me in, in, you know, emergency room, intensive care. Um, and after the fourth or fifth time that happened, I started to realize, man, every time this happens, I'm like, my life is in jeopardy. And I felt like I was dying. I mean, it was pretty painful. Wow. And it was caused by mistakes that the VA had made. It wasn't, you know, necessarily due to any fault of my own, but it was, it, it was promises that they made that they didn't keep, and my supplies not coming on time or not coming at all um, when they were scheduled to be there when I needed them. You know, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm that I'm dealing with. Okay. Um. All right, it's 11.24 and a half on your favorite radio station, AM 1080 KSEO. It's the Saturday special MZ. That voice you heard is that of uh, Justin Baker, a 31-year-old a former Army Ranger who uh, was fighting for you and me until he came down with a very serious, uh, <laughs> very serious form of diabetes, which uh, he has difficulty, with, with great difficulty, he does have it under partial, s- semi-control, I guess I, I guess we could say. Um, since I've known you, you've, you've, you've gone to the hospital maybe three or four times. Uh, no, actually, um, since I was, I was doing the hospital once, once to twice a year, three to four days at a time, each time it happens. That's how long it takes me to recover to the point where they can send me home. Since I started longevity, um, I went into the hospital only once in the last 16 months. Um, and that was purely my fault because I went to a veterans dinner and ate a ton of gluten-free pasta that they custom made for me because I have to eat gluten-free and um, she sent me home with this huge tray of the best lasagna I've ever had and so I had like eight bowls of it before I went to bed and the next day when I woke up I had to go straight to the hospital Wow! because I ate too much pasta so I can't be eating any pasta anymore yeah 
it's it's very very bad for that. In fact, uh, my sugar was very high this morning, and the only thing I had done that was different was I ate some delicious croutons before some seasoned croutons before bed last night. Yeah, and I guess that's a no no. Yep. Because croutons are bread, but I I didn't think you know just having a few croutons it's less than having a half a slice of bread you know but apparently not. All right, um, four seven nine ten eighty is the phone number to call if you want to go on the air with us here at KSCO. Uh, let's go to Troy in Scotts Valley, our next caller. Hey Troy, you're on the air. Uh, greetings, MZ. Greetings, Hi. Justin. How are you today? Fantastic. First of all, I'm against the war, and, and I've been to the last two protests. I called last week uh, from the protest in Ocean and Water, and yesterday from... Uh, oh, yeah, I remember. Branch. Yeah, there were, we had about 50 people down there. It went well, and yesterday we were on the Branson 40 Bridge uh, protesting uh, to impeach Obama. But I'll give you one good reason. There's only one and one good reason to go into Syria. That is Obama's credibility. That is the only reason that we're going to go in there and bomb or do anything. And I want you to look at it this way. This is like 17th, 16th century war. You have these European oligarchs. Now, the Queen of England, she controls Obama, and she controls Putin. And right now, Obama's been abandoned by her. He's a petulant child. She'll get her same results, her and Queen Beatrix, with their oil pipelines with Putin. And I'll guarantee you one thing. We've got our whole fleet over there. Our guys are sitting ducks. And the plan is, if whatever they call, Whatever the call is, it can go against us. Now, all our fleet can be taken out by tactical weapons by, by Russia. And Putin's badass. He's not going to back down. Now, Obama's been punked by the Queen of England. And you know what? I love blue skies, children laughter. Uh, I love all that. I even love Colonel Perry and Billy Sunshine. But this is, this is going to be the end, guys. If Obama isn't stopped, this will be the end, guaranteed. What do you mean, this will be the end? What does that mean? Oh, it, no, no. If, 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 if he... There's a missile strike on Syria. It's going to be nuclear warfare. Thermonuclear warfare, I guarantee you. That's what we're uh, trying to alleviate today is the, the possibility of that happening. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're going to do our best every uh, here at KSCO to make sure that doesn't happen. Because you know, we, great, great show. We are a very, show. very powerful radio station. More power than people think. You are, MZ, and thanks for all you do, and thanks for having this, this topic on, because this is what it takes, the discussion. We've got to keep it alive. Obama's a liar. He's anti-American, he's anti-Jewish, and he's anti-Christian. He hates America. He hates himself. Okay, thanks for taking my call, guys. Thank you, Troy, in Scotts Valley. Our next uh, person is also in Scotts Valley. That would be Kurt in Scotts Valley. Hi, Kurt. Hey, number one, I love KSEO. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. Uh, I'm Thank totally you. Excited. I'd like to keep you on for the rest of the program. Forget yeah. about Thomas and Santa Cruz, Rich and Salinas, Colonel Terry. Jesus, he's been on 50, well, 50 minutes and 11. He must, he must, he was on before. And then Steve yeah. and Soquel. Yeah, yeah here, here's what I think. I, I Number one, I... You know, uh, for Justin there, um, my heart goes out to him. I, I am so ashamed of our country for what we've done to the uh, enlisted person. And I think, uh, I mean, if it was up to me, I would airdrop uh, Pelosi and Obama in Syria and let them work it out, you know, if they're that concerned. But 
I've lost complete confidence in our government. And um, I also want to say I have never seen such a high level of discontent and uh, from people on the right and the left in our country. So I just think it's getting worse and worse. And um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I agree. I think Syria is a really bad move. And uh, it just seems the bigger government things that get involved, the more screwed up everything is. And it just is nonsensical. So uh, I'm, you know, I really, I cannot even believe they threatened to cut uh, Justin off for his supplies. That that outrages me. I mean, I, I think... Uh, I, I'm so upset about that. Um, I've never served in the military, but um, these guys have put it all on the line, and uh, I, I just it just really bothers me that you know people like this that have defended our country are being put through this crap by our government, our banking system, and you know the people need to rise up and just stop this. It, it's ridiculous. So anyway, I love KSEO. Uh, all the best. Oh, thank you, Kurt. Don't you want to stay on more and say some other nice things about it? You're the oh, only, well, you're the love... only person who says nice things about us. Well, no, there's a hey, there's so many people that love KSEO that I know, um, and I'm very proud of what you guys did with Don <laughs> Husing. I mean, I, I have a bunch of things, and, and you know what? It's it's gun. It's getting worse and worse, and everybody's talking about it. And I think five, seven years ago, you know, barely anybody, but even my friends that voted for Obama just tell me how much of a joke he is and just lost complete respect. So you know, I, uh, Troy left, uh, Troy hung up, and, I, and I, I meant to ask him, he said there's only one, I think it was Troy who said this, there's only one reason to, to go in, and that's for so it'll presumably negatively impact on Obama's credibility. Well, so what? He's not uh, he's not up for re-election. Who cares? No, and you know what? Hey, here's what's going to happen. Obamacare is already crashing, burning. People are now hearing how much it's going to cost, and it's a complete mess, and it's just going to get worse. So I think all these things are just going to start hitting the fan in the next couple months, and – you know, the guy is completely incompetent. Um, he has not put a budget together for his whole term in office. I mean, it is such a complete joke that this guy has any ability to run a country, and it's just such a poor reflection on us as a country that we would have allowed this guy. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just horrible. So, All righty. Uh, well, thank, anyway. you, thank you for... Brightening our day. Yeah, thank, thank you, Keith. We love guys. <laughs> thank you, Kurt. Okay, uh, there goes Kurt in Scotts Valley. Can I, Let's see. Can yeah. I make a quick statement, real sure, quick? Uh, since he since he brought up the Obamacare, there's something that I got to put out to the people here. Um, when I was in uh, the hospital for one of my diabetic uh, stays, um, I had the nurses tell me that Obamacare is being modeled after the VA Palo Alto Hospital that can't get my prescription refill right nine times out of ten um and my doctor the last time i was in the hospital my doctor came in with blood on his lab coat from another patient and he brought it into my room which is supposed to be sanitary of anyone else's germs other than my own and uh all the doctors and nurses had some kind of crazy chest cold uh and so they were hacking up a lung in my room while i was in there in the icu trying to recover 
And when I left the hospital, they had recovered me from the diabetes, but I uh, went home with the craziest chest cold I've ever had in my life where, like, when it's one of those ones where when you cough, it's, like, painful. You know, you got stabbing pains in your lungs, and it was deep. And my sinuses bled for three days, and I got this from the doctors and the nurses. And the doctor's lab coat with the blood on it was, like, rubbing up against my bed. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that those people are all proud that Obamacare is going to be modeled after that hospital. And that's what we all have to look forward to is every hospital in America being that ineffective. So um, prepare yourselves. I'm going to start. I, I'm going to um, c- commit suicide. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to hear this kind of stuff. Georgia Beardsley is all wound up about Billy Sunshine. She sent an email. MZ, Billy Sunshine's ego is right up there with President Obama's. What happened to the Nobel Peace Prize president? You know, the one who was going to get us out of wars? And Mr. Sunshine is now for going into another war? Wasn't he the biggest critic of the Bush administration with Iraq? Isn't he the big humanitarian just like our president pretends to be? The truth is these liberals change the rules when they are in charge. I am disgusted with their hypocrisy, and I hope people call Mr. Sunshine out for being as big a hypocrite as our great president. Uh, Mr. Change Your Mind When Your Credibility and Your Ego is on the Line. And that signed none other than Georgia Beardsley, whom you can hear she on, on here on this station, on this very station, because... Georgia uh, hosts KSCO Presents from noon to 2 p.m. every Wednesday. Yep. And she writes as passionate. I mean, she she speaks as maybe even more passionately than she writes, actually. You've heard Georgia. You know Georgia. Yeah, she's very outspoken. Yeah. Uh, and okay. intelligent. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, poor Rich and Salinas has been waiting 19 minutes and 19 seconds. The wait yeah, is over, I, Rich. You're on the KSCO show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's a great program. I have a number of comments, and you can, uh, after I hang up, you can talk about. And number one, uh, I got my draft notice April first, nineteen sixty-six, April Fool's Day, and so uh, I served almost four years when I was in um, VA hospital. What you just mentioned, Justin? Yeah, they want to do cornea transplants on both my eyes, one and then the second one after the first one takes. And I asked them, after going through the whole rigmarole, I asked them, well, have you ever lost any patients on the, on the table? She said, well, I won't lie to you. We have, but they were going to die anyway. That's the comment I got. So I decided to cancel that. Uh, but uh, they will do cornea transplants on my eyes, but they won't give me reading glasses or take care of my teeth. So the VA hospital is a joke in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, What's wrong with your teeth? There's, uh, well, the ones that I have left. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I will probably need false teeth. You know, once the few I have left go. But, uh, you mean it's just a bone thing? They won't do anything about teeth. Whether, whether you have teeth and they'll take care of them, pull them, whatever, or, or be false teeth. Right. I went they, to the dentist the other day, and, and he said that my teeth were in great shape, but the gum's got to oh. come out. I wish I had yours then. <laughs> and by the way, you're the greatest host ever, and he just let you know. Okay. On the on the, the the subject of teeth, since I've been hanging out with Doc Wallach so much, uh, he says that dental hygiene is very important for heart health, and if you don't take good care of your teeth, it negatively impacts your heart. Um, and so the VA should have a program for that because, Absolutely. you know, um, the veterans 
especially with diabetes, uh, diabetes makes oral care harder to keep in, in control. Um, diabetics have a greater tendency to develop osteoporosis and stuff like that in the mouth and uh, gum, where the gums start to recede or whatever receding gum line. Um, and all that affects the heart negatively. So I don't, I don't understand why we don't have a, a dental program for the veterans. Well, we need Dr. Wallach running the hospitals is what we need, that's for sure. Uh, but I, I take Dr. Wallach's products also. I am a, a distributor. I signed up years ago. Um, and I was type 2 diabetes. I'm no longer type 2 diabetes. You're probably the type 1 and type 2 combination, the type 3 that you're talking about. Yeah, the little threat that you made to the uh, lady at, on the phone, that would be a terrorist threat under California penal code law. Yeah. The thing is that they wouldn't prosecute you because you didn't make a direct threat of what you were going to do. It was a generic threat. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so wasn't wouldn't be a terrorist I, like all of us military people under Obama. Well, but, they but, they treated me like one there for a minute, and I was just trying to get my point across. Like, hook, uh, I feel like my life is being played with by these people. They're not they're not treating is. me like a human being. They're treating me like, uh, well, we had a few die on the table, but if you want to lay down on the table, we'll give you a cornea transplant, and if it works out, it does, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Absolutely. And I and I feel like I should be a little bit more important than that. And more the than anything, take care of all veterans on everything for the rest of their life if you serve. I, I believe that. Definitely. And that's the way they should do it, but they're not. They, they dole it out as they figure you're going to need it. And if you're sweet talking to them, you get more. If you don't, if you don't like what they're doing, then you get uh, flack back like you did. And then that's the, way they operate. the waiting game that they make you play. I mean, we've got the highest veteran suicide rate going on right now, and it's still it's it's been two or three years. It's been like this, maybe longer. Um, and these guys are killing themselves because they get home and they expect to get that help, and you have to jump through 57 hoops to even get the process started. And there's another 57 waiting on the other side once you get the process started. So it's like, it's like, it's almost like they know that some of us will, you know, go off ourselves or whatever if they don't help us in a certain amount of time. And that is the case. That's what's happening. Guys get. The biggest get, thing is all the all the patriots that we have in this country are the ones that volunteer. This is a volunteer force. I've always suggested if you volunteer to go in, you can volunteer to quit. But you've signed a contract is what they're going to throw in your face. But all the people that go in the military right now are the ones that are the smartest and the brightest, and they want to do something right for our country. And so those are the ones that are being thrown out there for, for, for cattle feed, you know, just get shot wherever they're going. And the bad ones, the ones that won't volunteer, are the dumbed-down druggies that are walking around our streets that have no initiative, no motivation, no nothing. And so they're killing the good we good good yeah the good kids coming up, and they're letting the bad kids go into the system and follow orders. Yeah, it's a great program. Hey, now, Rich I'll, and Justin, are, are you in? Hold on, just a second, uh, uh, Rich. Are, are 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 either of you or both of you interested in what Darren Davis has to say about the war? Sure. He says in his email to mz at kscocom say no to war in the subject in the body. It says Michael. The trouble is we are assuming the criminals in Washington are telling us the truth about the chemical weapons. Obama is a liar who does what the warmonger globalists tell him to do, impeach Obama and John Kerry. Okay, that's what Darren Davis says. Absolutely. You know, if you start lying and we've caught these people and so many lies, then you have to lie to cover up the lie. And, the lie, and now people are finding out because he's lied so many times that people on both sides, the believers of, of I call it bummer is what I call him, not a Barack Obama. Oh, bummer. He's a bummer. And all these people on his side are slowly leaving him because they're finding out about the lies, too. And eventually the lies run out and you get caught. And that's where they are now. They're just about to get caught. Now, he's supposed to have a speech on Tuesday. 
the day before 9-11. I expect something's going to happen after his speech. A little surprise that we're going to enforce his speech, and he'll say, see, we've got to go in now. You be careful. Wow. I hope we, I hope we make it by the end. Uh. I hope we make it to Christmas. Because the guy that called earlier about nuclear war, that's what I'm concerned about. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my year, whatever we have left. Because if he starts something, then Iran's going to jump in, they said, in Israel. Israel's going to start shooting. Everybody's going to start shooting. And one of the guys that called Alex Jones at the end of the program yesterday said exactly that. He's concerned about what's going to happen after Barack Obama's passionate speech. He's He's going to say something, and then they're going to follow it up with some action, some terrorist action that's going to point out, see, we need to go in now, and they're going to blame Syria about it. And we may not be here at Christmas. And the other thing is all the people that are alive today, September 11th, if we start something, how many of those people are going to be dead before the end of the year? Uh There's going to be a lot of dead people, innocent people, guilty people. Get on YouTube. If you want to see about the war over there, watch all these little short videos, one, two, five-minute clips of people getting their heads blown off, a sniper's ready to shoot somebody, and the other sniper got him, blew the top of his head off. Or the guy carrying the bomb walks behind these trees, he blows up. Wow. You want to see people die? Just get on YouTube video and you can watch all kinds of death. You don't need to, to have it over there. We're, you know, the whole point of this is we don't need to go in there and intervene in their life. They're going to kill each other one way or the other anyway, and we're supporting the Al-Qaeda over there. You know that for fact. Sure. We're putting money and guns and everything in there so that they, they can overthrow this government along with the other seven they had lined up. And Assad is actually making uh, holding them up on this whole game. You know, they, he's, they got to get rid of him. I'm happy the military went into Egypt because uh, Morsi, he was one of their men. They kicked him out. So now they got a problem there in Egypt again, too, because we're fighting back. People are fire, finally tired of this stuff. Rich, thank, Obama, thank, thanks for get all fire, getting all fired up here. And, I'm and, so, uh, well, we, I'm frustrated yeah. with these people, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm 67. I want to live. I'm planning to live to be 126. I'm taking Dr. Wallach's product. Okay. I don't want to die this year. I want to live on a few more years. And I want to get my eyes fixed with Dr. Wallach's products, and I know they work, too. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much, Rich and Salinas. Um, Let's see. We've got about 16 minutes left of the program. Um, Aaron, um, I've typed up a name and a phone number on on the computer here. If you could see, I'm wondering what my friend Roy Masters would have to say about this. I, I, I think I know, but I'm not sure. Can you call and see if you can get through to him? And if you can, let me know, and we'll and we'll put him on. I might not be able to get through, obviously, because I didn't give him any kind of a heads up on this. Let's see. Our next caller will be Steve in Soquel. Steve, welcome to KSCO. You're on the air. Oh, thank you. Usually I write things down so I can stay focused. Last time I lost it. Uh, this time, uh, yeah, I was wondering what the real uh, interest is in there that uh, – Everybody all of a sudden wants to go nuclear over if the United States gets involved. And uh, it's been believed that this was all an operation to get the United States involved over there, uh, especially on the side of the uh, Muslim Brotherhood. But when I heard uh, that uh, Russia last night put up its nuclear shield, um, this this is a, a situation where everybody's willing to go nuclear to protect their interests. In Syria, there is not about oil. No, from what I understand, this is natural gas. Well, no, this isn't about oil when they say it's not about oil. But it is about energy still. And um, the U.K. backing down about backing us up in there, it would be more like us to back 
the UK, their interests over there, because they have that pipeline over there. Yes. So things haven't gotten turned around that direction yet. But if we go in there, uh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, from what I understand, people or other other nations, countries that are willing to go nuclear to protect their interests in there. Right. That's what I understand. Okay. Uh, Thomas in Santa Cruz, uh, we're going to get you on, but I do see that we have Roy on the line here. Um, and, and so, Stephen Sokel, thank you very much for your call to the Saturday special. Jan and Salinas, we haven't forgotten about you, but let me get Roy on now. If you both stay on, I promise we'll get you on, and we're going to try to get to Mike in Santa Cruz, who just called us. But, uh, hey, Roy, how you doing? Hello, MC. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking about you when I was driving into the station today. Um, to do this program about uh, Syria, uh, yay or nay? Should we go, should we attack Syria? And well, I just look, I just looked at the news, and Putin says, if we invade, if we try to do anything, he's gonna he's gonna support, he's gonna bring his military in also. So it's like an impossible thing. It's just impossible. The only thing is, if it was Reagan, it w- if it was. Re- if I was Reagan, I would say, hey, you stay out of there. We're going to save those people. And um, and if you want to start a war, we'll, we'll start it. And we'll use nuclear weapons. We'll just annihilate each other. And I know you don't want to die, and I don't want to die, but we're going to stand for something to back down. That's the way I'd do it. That's the way you, you would do it, but you, you certainly wouldn't do that now because we have um, someone in office who doesn't have any no, um if i was if i was if i was in office but he's just a, he is wants a, he wants a war he wants he wants america to be in a war with with the al qaeda and all he our stuff. president he wants that he yeah. wants to wear us out over the next 10 15 years and when we're finally worn out when we find he's there in there because he's one of them he's he's a, he's, he's a basically a communist but he he wants us to fight the Islamists, for the sole purpose of wearing us and wearing us, and we're really weary of war, then comes the communists to attack us and take us when we just want to give in and go 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 home, and we can't fight anymore. That's the plan. Jeez. And I wasn't born yesterday. Yes. What are you? What are you? Eighty-four now? Eighty-five? I'm eighty-five, going on eighty-six. Oh my God! Fight? No, <laughs> hell no! Are you kidding? No, I'm smarter. Than, I, I'm smarter than that. Okay, Roy. Hey, th- thanks very much for we we weren't sure we were going to catch you, but we're happy we did. Got to reconnect. There's all kinds of neat things to talk about, but not on the air. So, well, well, you, you want me to, to hang up now? Uh, well, we, we I promise we're, we're coming. You could you could stay on, and maybe some people want to talk to you. But we ha- well, you just call me back. Okay, just, I'm handy. Okay, great. Th- thanks very much. You're just you're just wanted to get your perspective. For me. You bet. And by the way, your advice line is on. Your advice line is on KOMY every weeknight uh, from, I believe, nine to uh, nine to ten p.m. If oh, I'm you need mistaken. to put the whole two hours on. The whole two hours. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe maybe we can do that. It's a commercial program now. It's a commercial program. Yeah. Okay. Well, you let's can put your own ads in there. All right. Okay, Roy. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you, MD. Nice to hear from you again. Take care. See Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Here's Thomas in Santa Cruz. Thomas, welcome to the Saturday special with Justin and MZ. You're on. Hi, Michael and Justin. Hey. Uh, thank you for the show. This is such an important topic. Uh, does anybody care what I 
call Obama? Anybody care to hear what I call Obama? Well, as long as it's not prof profane, um, where I could get a fine from the FCC. Well, I consider it profane, but it's not profane enough to get you a fine. I call him Bush 3. Bush 3. Oh. My take, uh, my take on this serious situation is um, PNAC, Project for a New American Century. The countries that Bush didn't get that were in the Project for a New American Century, Obama has gotten. Obama now, last news story I saw about him relative to Bush, is that Bush wasn't such a bad guy. He's like singing the praises of George Bush, too. And as far as I'm concerned, this is just the plan that the neoconservatives have. Obama's not a liberal. He's a neoconservative, as far as I'm concerned. And Bush wasn't a conservative. He was a neoconservative. And I, I'm just really frustrated that what I consider real liberals and real conservatives, both which have good qualities, are beaten up on each other. All the while, it seems like maybe somebody's laughing at us both because we're missing the point. Well, that, that's that's what uh, Alex Jones is all about, and I'm with him 100%. Well, I mean, it's I not about liberal or conservative. It's not about right versus left. It's not about Democrat versus Republican. It's about big government and big ph uh, pharma and big business controlling the serfs. That's what it's yeah, all about. I won't disagree with that, and and but 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 I'll I'll make this comment. It's not big business or big government. It's criminals in big business and criminal greedy people in big government because okay. we could have a good big government and we used to have good big corporations. Yeah, you're it's right. Just, it's just people, the, the bad people in these positions. That's that's my opinion, and and it's scary. You know, I it's scary that that this could turn into a really 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 bad war. I don't know for sure, but it's scary, and there's no there's no way we should be going into Syria. There's no way we should have went into Libya. There's no way we should have went into Iraq. I don't even think we should have gone into Afghanistan. This is all written about in PNAC. Read it. And Bush is no different than Obama. Obama's no different than Bush. They're from the same gang. Gang of global control, huh? I don't know if it's global control, but there's, you know, PNAC. PNAC is what it tells me it's about. Because he, he just followed the plan. What Bush didn't finish, Obama did in PNAC. It's just, it's there. It was written before. Right. Before any of this ever happened. And it's to the T. And and it's, uh, I don't know what we're going to do about it, but thanks for the show, because we sure need to do something about it if we can. Thanks for the call, Thomas. Uh, here's Jan and Salinas. Thanks for waiting, Jan. You're on KSCO. Are you talking about Gina? Oh, it said Jan, but it must be Gina, because... Yeah. Okay. Now, I hope I say this where people can get the scope. The ultimate goal of the Satanist for the New World Order, the guys at the very top, is to eliminate everything that's stopping them from taking over control of the world. Right? Okay. They they want to take the United States down, okay? We're a problem, but they the ultimate goal is for Satan to over take over God's area. I think that the reason they're going after Syria 
is to to get the war going there where they'll strike not just Israel but the Holy Land where the Muslims you know the the, the have the big uh, thing there the Jews and Christianity all three are located in the that spot if they knock that out then this is I bet this is not in Pnac that they want to take down the the, the three we know they they're going after the different religions, but they're using the Muslims to go after the Christians. Okay, get us fighting each other. Okay, in a, in a religious war, which is not really stated because it's not cool. Okay, but when they do that, I think they want Syria to to and the Russians to strike the Holy Land, and then the the New World Order. I mean, they'll just eliminate everything over there, okay? And they, then the New World Order can come in to save us, okay? They'll still be the good guys. This is their mode of operation. They set up for somebody else to do the dirty work, and they come out looking like they've got clean hands. Hmm. All I right. Mean, they, these guys are so, they do such a brilliant job on on setting up the strategy to accomplish their goals Till it's I, I've been watching them for years. They are absolutely brilliant. It's a shame that we couldn't use they couldn't use it for something good instead of the black part of, of uh, all the bad. Well, they're they're controlled by greed. Nothing good greed, can come of that. No, greed ends up eating its own. But these guys been doing it for a thousand years. Okay. And, they, they got a lot of practice. I mean, this has just uh, been running down. And you know what? This is the way the world operated under being dominated by kings and dictators and stuff. Until the United States came along, there really wasn't an option. So we are one of the biggest op- uh, obstacles to take down. And then the, the religion, the one God, replaced that one God with one new world order God. This is what they're going after, and if the Muslims knew that they were going to take them down, the Christians going to take they're going to take the Christians down, and they're going to take down the Jews. They don't want any religion. All right, listen, Jan. Thank you very much for calling the Saturday special. I'm going to read a real quick email from Ray Williams, then we're going to close with Mike in Santa Cruz. Okay, thanks for thank you, thank Um, you, Jan. Ray Ray says, "Hi, MZ. Please ask callers if anyone is familiar with one." Syria is one of the few countries left not controlled by the Federal Reserve Bank. And two, Syria is rich in lithium used for auto batteries and electric cars, a business owned by George Soros. Hope to learn more and stay out of Syria. Thank you, Ray. And I say thank you, Ray, also. Uh, Mike in Santa Cruz, you're the final caller of the KSCO Saturday special today. Thanks for holding. Hey, MZ. Hey, you know, I was thinking, uh, I mean, this is, in my opinion, or the way I kind of see it, is this is sort of, a, I think, Obama's way of getting rid of Israel. Like, Because he's always been reluctant to defend them. He's gone pretty, you know, he's, in my opinion, pretty much abandoned them. And, and this, no question. If he, if he gives himself this moral dilemma where he has to attack Syria, and knowing the consequences that Israel's going to get bombed, he hasn't even mentioned whether he would step up to defend Israel at all. And, 
if we just stay out of there, if our goal is American interest only, our best interest is to let al-Qaeda kill Syria and Syria kill al-Qaeda. Exactly. It'll take, it'll, it'll take care of itself. It'll take care of itself. Yeah. We win on both sides of the fence. And so, I don't know, I just I see Obama suckering Israel into a world war and, and, and watching the Muslim world try to get rid of them once and for all. And, I mean, that, I, I don't know if he is a Muslim, but I mean, that, I thought it was pretty interesting, all that stuff about his brother and that nonprofit and hanging out with the president of Sudan and raising money for the Islam, uh, uh, the Islam Brotherhood or whatever. And uh, I just find it hard to believe that the president of the United States could be a Christian when his brother... Uh, is raising money for the Muslim Brotherhood and hanging out with one of the president of Sudan is is basically uh he's a murderer he's a he's a dictator that just you know these people are out of their minds and so well guess uh, what I, I Carmel guess, uh, Mike in Santa Cruz guess what Carmel Bob says in an email to mz at kfco.com the one consistent policy Obama has in the Middle East is bringing the Muslim Brotherhood to power wherever he can. Why would he do that? Because he is a closed member. Thank you, Carmel. Yeah, I mean, his, yeah, his brother, how can his brother be so connected with all those people? You, how can, just imagine if George Bush, if Jeb Bush was hanging out with the president of Sudan and in Yemen and, you know, all these places, the world would be going crazy. But when Obama does this, nobody says anything. It's not even mentioned. Right. And, and all that money that he raised in the United States to get a, a tax-exempt status five years after he'd been raising money for the Muslim Brotherhood, and, and I mean, it's just amazing. I, uh, I just can't believe he gets away with it all. But uh, it's pretty shocking. And I just, I see this. If I was Benjamin Netanyahu, I'd be loading my warheads right now, and I think I would be over what the United States thinks about Iran and uh well, anyhow, thanks for uh, participating in the KSCO Saturday special, Mike in Santa Cruz. Justin Baker, great to see your smiling face. Thank um, you, sir. And uh, uh, hope to get you back on the air soon as a host and as a guest. Always wonderful to hear from you. And uh, thank you, Aaron, for a wonderful job. And uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we will be broadcasting, rebroadcasting this tonight between the hours of 10 p.m. and midnight. That's about it. See you next week. Yeah, the bee, yeah, the bee, yeah, the bee, that's all, folks. KSCO Santa Cruz Salinas Monterey.